Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to MC Live. With Steve the Rev and just me. Uh, uh, we, We can call you... Jeremy. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're having a great time. I'm having a great MC time. MC Live is back. Pastor Steve is still catching his breath, but you know I what it is. is. And it, what, what is life without catching a I breath? I mean, really, what is life without catching a breath? breath? All right, please reach out to your MC members right now, wherever they are. Tell them MC Live is back. You know, maybe they think we are still in rest months. What a shock. What a shock. <laughs> you know, hmm, some people even forgot to fast. Is it possible? <laughs> in July. Wednesday. On the 5th of July. Today is Wednesday. But you know what? Okay. We are back. And thank you so much for joining us. Let's see who is online. We're going to find out. MC Live. Mm-hmm. We have Persis, Pastor Persis Businge. We have Shala Gabi. We have Dokas Luanga. Oh, we my. have Maureen Wahesa. Uh, I would just like to let you know, in case I pronounce your name wrong, mm-hmm. I ain't got beef with you. I only have love for you. Have mercy on me. Oh, yes. We have uh, David Chikabi. We have Amanya Stella. Uh, we have Namubi Ruruth. We have Stella Lynn. We mm-hmm. have Jay Kayaga. Oh, Mrs. Sedemba, as always. We have Tracy Beatrice Bironje. We have Nandera Barbara. All right. Mm-hmm. I've seen a cool name, Dave, okay. Dave Hanks. Dave Hanks. All right, this must be one of those. Uh, I think I know what he is. <laughs> I, guess. I think he's a hunk. He's a hunk. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Alan Chisira. Mm-hmm. Sandra Subi is online. The Pastor Mali. Pastor Mali? Oh. <laughs> the Pastor Mali? The Pastor Mali. Wow. The one that sponsors the Quaker Hour. Pastor Catherine Bajenda, Shalakabi, of course. Um, welcome, Welena Twine, Kwagala, Eric, welcome, welcome, and all the pastors in the room right here, welcome Ooh, to MC Come on, Live. make some noise if you're in the studio uh-huh. audience. All right, all right, all right. Pastor Steve, I saw you teaching on a platform last Sunday. You don't say. What a blessing. I thought it was not live. <laughs> I it thought was it was live. just right here. <laughs> <laughs> I had oh, a yes. great, awesome opportunity, and mm-hmm. my sh- special shout outs yes. go out to Apostle Mose oh, and yes. Pastor Ari, who are joining us straight out of Nairobi. Yes. Come on! Yes, what a blessing! You know, I've just been, I've just been um, watching the broadcasts and yeah. catching them as much as I could, and sometimes even going back and rewatching some of the ones that I could have missed entirely. Yeah, and just seeing what a blessing Apmo is. Oh, yes. You know, on Sunday, I talked about that scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. Mm-hmm. You know, where he says that, the Apostle Paul writes and says that he labored more abundantly than they all. Yeah. Yet not him, but the grace of but God grace in him. God. You know? And I realized that in Titus 2, verse 11, he says, But the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. We have all been saved by grace. But do you know that... The grace of God can be in vain in a person's life. Oh, yes. It can really be in vain because you can be born again and you're doing absolutely nothing in the kingdom. That is true. Yeah. Absolutely nothing in the kingdom. So when I just see how much apostle teaches, Yeah. yeah, and how much apostle labors in the word from the time he went to Nairobi and before that, even in rest month when he should have been resting you know he kept having those special services and just teaching and pouring out into us you know the bible talks about a good shepherd and now he lays down his life for his sheep oh yes and of course the good shepherd is jesus but you can really see that apostle has laid down his life for the work that god has called him to do oh yes and for that the is people that true. are following him 
So give it up for up more ladies and gentlemen. Come on, go ahead and show some love oh, yes. and appreciation for Apostle Mose wherever you are. Go ahead and send some love yeah. in the comment section because it will be hard for him to hear all of that noise. But you know, this, uh, this weekend, I had, this Sunday, I had an opportunity of teaching at YXP at Worship Harvest Nalia. And you know, just getting into uh, preparations for it. Yeah. At one point, I'm thinking to myself, but you know, Apostle Mose is in Nairobi. Yes. He has been teaching since Friday. Yes. Saturday. The whole of Sunday. Yeah. And those are like from beginning, I mean from morning till evening. Yes. And I'm like, oh, why XP someone is just, you know, like mm-hmm. one hour mm-hmm. and it's sweating me. How about the man of God who is preaching for more than yeah. an hour? Oh, yes. Uh, what kind of sweat is he sweating? But I guess it must be a <laughs> spiritual set, sweat. But great love for you, Apostle Mose and Pastor Ari. Thank you so much for the opportunities that you have created, not only for people like me, not only for people like Pastor Jeremy and yes, that. Because yes. I, I remember clearly you were teaching at... Uh, I tell you. I tell you. During I, our encounter service? Oh, uh, yeah. And I was telling some people that air up there is different. Oh, is it so? It is. Now I've found out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last Sunday, we were talking about Thanksgiving. And, you know, I realize for an ordinary person that Thanksgiving does not come naturally. It doesn't. You see, you see so many people driving around on the streets, in the office, doing their work, but there's just a dissatisfaction with life. A dissatisfaction with where we are, a dissatisfaction with who they are. A dissatisfaction with their careers, with their families, with their homes. There's just that thing that very many people carry, carry around. And we forget to see what God has actually done. You know? And so, it's important for us as believers to gain an attitude of gratitude. You know? To be thankful to God for the things that he has done. And I want to ask you, Pastor Steve, what are you thankful to God for even as we start? Are you, are you sure you want me to answer oh, that? Yes. I'm so grateful for so many things. Uh-huh. Now, to make it very easy for me mm. not to forget a single thing, mm-hmm. I have, I created a notes app. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, I, I wrote down some, like a note in the notes app. Uh-huh. And it's specifically for Thanksgiving. Oh, but there's yes. so many things I'm grateful for. And, you know, I can go to 2022 or 2023. Which one would you prefer? 2024. <laughs> oh, 2024. <laughs> I can do that. I, I'm thankful for houses. I'm thankful for new cars. Oh, yes. I'm thankful for... More uh, children. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, politically, I'm not allowed to cheer that because my wife is watching. Uh, okay. But if we can switch off these lights, I think I can start celebrating. <laughs> but I'm really grateful for... An, an excellent wife. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 31 wife. Mm-hmm. My wife is a Proverbs 31 wife. Yeah. And I'm very, very grateful for her. Because very often I get a lot of praise mm. for different things basically in life. But I know a lot of it is as a result of her mm. and her diligence and her pushing me each and every day to be a better man. So mm. I'm very grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be part of a great church family. Mm. Worship Harvest for me is not just a church, uh-huh. but it is the family that has made me who I am. Yes. Because I can clearly recall my life before 2020. Now, I joined Worship Harvest about 2020. I mean, 2010, not 2020. Okay. 2010. But I remember the trajectory I was taking and the direction I was taking with my life, in spite of being a preacher's child, I was very very lukewarm when it comes to the matters that concern Christ. But to know that I am now a reverend it's only because of God. So I'm grateful for the church family. I'm grateful for Apostle Mose and Pastor Ari. I'm grateful for you and Pastor P3. Thank you. Because you you guys uh, in my life I feel like you guys are way makers for my wife and I. So I'm very grateful for you and I'm grateful for my parents. So I lost my father, but my mother is still alive. And my wife, Pastor Flo, lost her mother, but her father is still alive. But for the two of them to be alive, 
I'm super, super grateful that I get to see them. Even the little opportunities that I have to see them, I'm super grateful. Do you want me to keep on going? Because I told you I had a list. You know what? Eh? Uh-huh. We shall have to do. You'll have to do your own. A special, okay. I uh, just <laughs> go to YouTube. Steve the Rev or Senor Steven, I'm going to be doing uh, a premiere <laughs> for my Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. So you see, just to use your example right now, Pastor Steve, you actually literally had to stop, think, write down, so that you can properly articulate what you're thankful to God for. And that is not a natural thing. You see? It's not a natural thing that everybody goes to bed every evening saying, Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the kind of day I've had. Thank you for providing for me. You know, we literally have to stop and give thanks. Because thanksgiving is not natural. It's natural for us as human beings to forget. To forget the things God has done for us. Oh, yes. To forget his provision. Mm-hmm. To pro- forget the gift of life. Apostle likes to say, You know what? Your heart is beating and it's not reminding you that it's beating. <laughs> what know? a shock. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's, you don't have to stop and go take your heart for service. No. You know? No, you never. Yeah, like it's done, it's beats per minute. You know, you need to change some valves in the heart. But it keeps on beating. You're alive, you know? And that is a blessing. So it's not natural for us give thanks no it's not you have to literally tell yourself to give thanks i want us to look at psalm 103 mm-hmm. verse 1 to 5 very common scripture that we love psalm 103 verse 1 to 5 oh yes all right it says bless the lord oh my soul and all that is within me. that is within me you know as in everything within you bless the lord and you see in this text uh, let's just stick it with verse one he's speaking to himself why is he speaking to himself because he needs to remind his Ah. body which is prone to forgetting yes he needs to remind himself because he can very easily forget yeah to bless the lord yeah he can you know and then he says everything all that is within me you know with all my strength with all my mind with every little fiber in my being you know bless his holy name oh yes you know and then verse 2 he says forget not it's there all his benefits Mm. forget not all because he will forget you you will forget yeah he will forget listen to me you will forget the things god has done for you you know um and so he tells himself forget not all his benefits and then he puts a colon there you know and then he starts to list the benefits so benefit number one who forgives all your iniquities Mm -hmm. who forgives all your iniquities can you imagine that that your sin is actually forgiven i find that in my own life sometimes we take for granted the fact that our sin is forgiven oh yes i think we Mm. do can you think about it that your sin past present future sin yeah forgiven you know when i was growing up i'm a preacher's kid so i grew up I, i grew up in a house where my father was a preacher the house our house was where the church met now this is how it was designed imagine this is the front of the house so the front of the house what we used to call okay it's the balcony now i think back in the day it used to be called a shady but that balcony used to be the pulpit or the altar the stage and now they put uh, iron sheets to cover from the house to the fence so that that was all sitting area but in spite of growing up in a preacher's house, and yes, I had, you know, given my life to Christ because we used to have so many evening services and crusades. So at one point, surely, I, uh, I repeated the sinner's prayer. But I remember when I was in senior two, and um, I was sent back home for school fees, but I was in the room, I was in the bedroom alone. 
and then there it hit me that my sins were forgiven and by S2 usually people take a different turn in life right they become crazy I was really getting started on the crazy path but here I am in this bathroom and then I mean in the bedroom and it hits me that you know what it is not a joke that I am alive Mm -hmm. that Christ died for me that my sins are forgiven and at that point yes that is when I officially recommitted my life and told God today if I've ever said that I've given my life to you and I didn't mean it today here right now in this bathroom I mean in this bedroom I give my life to you because at that point I wake up to the fact that I may be a preacher's uh, a preacher's kid but I may not be valuing the gift that I've been given I may not be valuing the fact that my sins have been forgiven so at that point I get a wake-up call so it is not a small thing that our sins can be forgiven it's not a small thing and 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 you know pastor Steve I ask myself how many of us walk around with the consciousness that our sin is forgiven Did you realize that yeah like do you actually wake up in the morning and you're like you know what I'm actually forgiven yeah my, wow. sins are forgiven. Like my sin is forgiven like the record of my wrong has been wiped away yeah that there's nothing you know that can separate me from the love of god that that reality yeah. you know it's a big deal but we forget we forget actually you forget so much that you're actually now focusing on the things that you don't have you know mm. when you when you talk about that the thing that has come to my head you know when you have a date you can't forget the date mm-hmm. it is a constant reminder yes of the money that you have to pay uh, if the landlord has to say uh, my money hey. or someone is like Gwen, i need my money when you go to bed uh-huh. you're thinking about it when you wake up you think about it but what happens when you get the message and they tell you that debt has been forgiven uh-huh. ah the relief yes the joy yes so in that i see that we need to take the same posture ah. just like a debt that has been forgiven yes absolutely and you know so many christians walk around like their sin has not been forgiven what a shock yeah what a shock with condemnation like you walk around literally feeling condemned that your sin has not been forgiven yet he says who forgives all your iniquities that word forgives present continuous oh yes what a chance because you need it mm. each and every day yeah so it's 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 the first benefit he lists here and it's the first benefit of salvation that your sin is forgiven that you've literally crossed over from death to life mm-hmm. that every person that gets born again you know like on sunday you're teaching and people get born again recently when wairaka and i think there were like 96 salvations 90 something people that came to the lord at this special service in wairaka and you know i was thinking about i'm like those are 96 people who are destined for hell yeah hell is a one-way road you can't come back oh yes but jesus just turned their destiny around completely it seems like a small thing but it's not a small thing it's never a small thing because even for when you look at when the president has to pardon people uh-huh. from the death row yes you can't take that lightly because you knew that there was a definite time a definite end to your life so when someone has been released off the of the death of the death row they have been pardoned their posture to life or their posture towards the president will certainly be very very different from the one who has not been pardoned but here we are and we got the president the king's but the king's pardon we got the pardon from the king of kings oh yes and here we are living each and every day yet you could have woken up on every single day knowing that there's a guy who needs his money there's a guy whose debt needs to be clear yeah. and now we get to move freely yeah. you know when you have a debt peace leaves your house 
peace leaves you immediately. Pastor, speaking from experience. Ah, please, I know things. I have seen things in this life. <laughs> you don't become Steve you the Rev without having a little experience here and there. But honestly, when you look at life generally, to know that you have been forgiven, to know mm. that this debt has been taken away, to yeah. know that the, the, what was supposed to come upon you, a condemnation of a punishment, a punishment that was supposed to come upon you, and now that ceases to be the thing that you partake, mm. then your posture needs to be a posture of gratefulness. Yes. If you ever run out of things to be grateful for, at least you never forget that your iniquities were forgiven. Let me tell you a story. I like stories. <laughs> And I think this guy is also I like used to, I used to I, I used to work for JK, John Cato. You don't um, say. My first proper job. I'll be there. And, and this was um, 2003. And it was like my first job. I was working as a graphic designer. And, you know, I was the youngest designer on the team. Everybody else was more experienced than me. Um, and, and I was about to say, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he, I was given a job to do a, manage a job for one of his big clients. You know, the kind of client that he goes out and brings in himself. You know? Like this one, I have gone out and lobbied for this job and I finally got it. And now I have given it to you to do. So he gives it to me and it was a simple job. I was not supposed to tinker with the design as much. I was just supposed to open it up, prepare it for print, print production, you know? Make sure the color, color, the color mode is CMYK. It's a bit of technical stuff, and then, and I, then I, I can understand. Do a color you, you separation. Can, you can keep yeah. it going. Okay, let me spare you <laughs> the, the, the the technical stuff. Anyway, then I we, we did the the first round of the print. It was like a hundred thousand copies of this job. It was a brochure. Yeah, so we didn't finish it. A hundred thousand, not yes. one hundred. A hundred thousand. Then. After those were taken and supplied to the clients, they came back and made another order. But they asked me to make a small change to the job. So what happened was, after I printed the first round, I deleted the files. Because I was trying to save space. I don't know whether I was saving space or I was just getting rid of work. Or I was just having OCD and cleaning up the computer. I don't know what it was. It can be a combination of all of the above. So... When he comes back to reprint the job and says, pull up those files, reprint these files, change this number, change this, this figure, yeah, and then reprint. So I didn't tell him that I had trashed the files. So I got the original Fine. CD that had the original file, copied it to the computer, then opened it up, and then I made a change. But then I forgot an earlier change that had been made. Yeah, you get the drift, and then I exported the work and sent it to print another 100,000. And the job was printed overnight, you know. And the next day, by the end of the next day, the jobs with the, the, the brochures were ready and they were sent to the client. This is a big, it was a big cooperative bank. So the job was delivered, and then about two days later, the client rejects every one of them and they're like what was wrong with the file and they realized because everybody was looking at the file and they couldn't see the error and the client pulled out the two prints pulled out the previous print and pulled out this the print. latest print and you could clearly see that i had made an error so the client had earlier on approved a copy which was good for print which i had deleted and then i got an older file and tried to make the same changes the client had made on the other, but I missed one. And it was a very critical aspect of the, of the, the information on the thing. So all of a sudden, a hundred thousand pieces went to rubbish. Waste. The client sent them back to us. I could literally see the guy turn red. <laughs> wow. You know? It was, it was the kind of mistake you make where you get fired. Huh? Or you pay for it. You pay for it from your salary, like for several <laughs> for several years. <laughs> it was my first job, so you can imagine how much I was earning. You uh, know? About one thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. Was it ten thousand dollars? 
<laughs> zero. <laughs> Blow me away. You know. Not to chill again. Okay. That's, that's not. <laughs> so anyway, he was so mad at me, so mad at me. You know, he just literally walked out of the office, and I was left there feeling like, man, why just resign? You know, by myself. But guess what? Tim. He forgave me. Whoa. He forgave me. Gave me an opportunity to do it again, to do it right, and redid the job, and I never paid for it. Who forgives all your iniquities? And you know, he didn't say, okay, at least for the next three months, mm-hmm. you're going to forego your salary. I'm no, going to take care of it. Nothing. But he didn't even keep reminding me, you know. He never kept reminding me. He just told one of the, one of the supervisors, make sure you just re- review his work before it goes to print. Make sure he hasn't made any mistakes. I never lost my job. I stayed there for three years. You know, forgives. Now, if me who just made such a mistake, yeah, which cost maybe tens or fifteens or twenties or fifties of million shillings, you know, how much more my iniquity? It cost my sin, which cost the son, which cost, yeah. I mean, Jesus paid for the sin, cost him Jesus his life. So, that's the first benefit that we tend to forget. Wow, what a benefit! We forget, uh huh. Benefit number two, who heals all your diseases? Mm-hmm. Who heals? Tell us what do you think. So, first of all, one of the incidences I can never forget about disease was in 20, 2007 I was <clears throat> yeah well, I was young enough <laughs> so in 2007 I'm, I'm in high school uh, HSE S5 and I go for holiday but I get a bout of malaria now this was a kind of malaria first of all my predisposition towards my response towards sickness is i am not going to talk about it i'm not going to be a baby about this i'm going to that's when i shower cold water that's when i'm like um, i have to be macho about this so the sickness was getting a good bit of me but i was i'm like nah i like i'm not i'm not going to give up it got to the point where my siblings had to just take me to hospital because they realized you know, something is totally off. At first, they take me for a checkup and they just get me medicine and they tell me to go back the following day. But I start lose, losing my understanding at that point when we are at, it was Kadik Bokoto. And I remember they took me into the car. I don't remember what happened next, but the next time I remember, I am puking. The next time I remember, it's like we were at my sister's house in yeah. Kulambiro. Yeah. The next time I wake up is a day later, and I'm in my hospital bed. Mm. And my, I wake up just to see my mom right next to me. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the day we were supposed to have like a family retreat gathering, like we were supposed to chill and have a blast and then at that point I'm told I was very close to signing out of the world from that point onwards my position towards God like being grateful to God for healing all of my diseases it's not small because along the way I could have died because of measles because I had a major bout of measles when I was growing up Uh, that major bout of malaria growing up that was another one that could have taken me and there are several other things infections that have affected me along the way but guess what I get to be alive but then it is not just me it is for everyone because I know you have a testimony yeah I have pastor Mar- I know pastor Mali here has a testimony yeah. my wife was just not well a few days back yeah. but that has been the testimony and that is as a result of the stripes that Jesus had to receive yes, yes. so that you and I could have this healing. Mm-hmm. So for me to take that, uh, I mean, jokingly and think that, you know, uh, disease, I mean, I can go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But what about the wisdom that he has given the doctors that they can give us the right medicine? 
and yet some people have got seemingly the wrong wisdom on or they've got the wrong medicine and have ended up dying what about the people that have had to spend fortunes yes just to get better you yes. hear of people going to india people having to be flown out from here to nairobi just to get specialized treatment, treatment. because not i guess even in diseases all diseases are not equal uh, some are more manly than the others yeah. so they require special attention but what about those manly diseases mm. that require special attention mm. but to know that he has healed us mm. to know that different people have been healed and to know that his hand has not been so short mm. that you know God will heal you know a headache he will heal a mal- uh, he will heal malaria but you know when it comes to cancer it's a little bit different mm. when it comes to um when it comes to uh, HIV, it's very different. No, there are testimonies all around. This week, I got to, I saw one of Pastor Jerry Eze's videos, and there was this lady who was healed of cancer. This lady was looking so ugly. But when I watched the video till the end, you could not connect the two. The woman before, I mean, during the cancer bout and mm-hmm. after the cancer bout very very different mm. so we can never take that for granted yeah because of the healing power and that is one of the benefits of salvation yes what yes. a beauty yeah that's a big one i mean health any kind of sickness is is undesirable yeah it's undesirable and, and the fact that god has paid the package of salvation oh, includes yes healing of our diseases that we have been god jesus paid the price you know he took our sickness every sickness in his body and nailed it to the cross you know is actually a big deal you know it is and those of us who are healthy and are not sick all to thank god yeah all to remember remember that those who never forget (laughs) so he says who redeems your life from destruction redeems your life from destruction ah ah i have stories but ah. you go ahead no let's start with your stories <laughs> then we come to mine <laughs> you know so i'll tell you another one so um so i went to secondary school busoka college Mary, uh-huh. and i my dormitory of course it's it's on a hill and in the earlier years there used to be a forest it's it's since then been cut down it's not as bushy as it used to be yeah but then we used to leave school uh several times uh, Mm -hmm. like you'd like sometimes with permission sometimes without permission you know um so one wednesday afternoon i was i was going back home Uh, i think it was for some kind of either medical review or something i don't remember what it was so i leave the dormitory and and you know because of the way the school is and the winding road around the hill uh-huh. you would not go to the main gate and then walk all the way around you, you just use, go you go down like that what were you call, we used, used to call, to call them, them salvos salvos <laughs> yeah, in a shortcut so i am going home i have my backpack putting on my uniform what and then i get to the edge of the hill so because the school is on a hill they built a terrace yeah around the hill because mm-hmm. i think it's helped with soil erosion yeah so what 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 would happen is you would stand on the terrace and then there was a bush that used to go over like this so you kind of form some kind of cave so you could be able to get in and then jump off the terrace into the salvo which was just a path so i i'm just about to st- i'm standing on the terrace i'm just about to jump into the path and then one of my friends calls me jeremy you know and then I turn and look at him. And then I don't remember what he was telling me, okay? But then the moment I looked back like this at the salvo, hmm, where I was just about to jump, mm-hmm. there was a big snake just where I was about to jump. Wow. Right there. Wow. You know? I was like, <laughs> you know, I first, I first took a break. I said, you know, let me use, <laughs> let me use another path, you know? But I, I keep thinking about that moment and I that that was God redeeming my life from destruction oh yes you know 
You've reminded me of a time when I was younger. Now I used to walk to school uh, from Najanankumbi to Kaboa. And on one of these mornings, I really didn't enjoy school growing up. Mm. So this morning I was going to school. So we used to cross the Entebbe uh, Highway. Uh, so I crossed the road and continue walking. But along the way, I'm like, no, I really don't want to go to school today. So I choose to turn and go back home. Now I have to cross the road again. Yeah. Now it's not the dual carriage that it is right now. It used to be a single carriage either way. And so as I get to the road, there's just a taxi right here and I have to cross the road. So the taxi was blinding me from seeing a car coming. So as I take a step to cross the road, a huge truck just goes past me and I'm pushed back by the, I don't know what we call that in physics, the wind. <laughs> the force of the, the force. The, ah, you must have done physics at one point because <laughs> the people in this audience are confusing me. So I was pushed, I was pushed back by the force of that car. Yeah. And I, I stumbled and almost fell back. Uh-huh. But at that point, I'm like, I almost died because I didn't want to go back to school. Yeah. I turned back and go to school. I ended up being late. Well, I wasn't treated well, but I went back to school and I survived that day. And last year we were driving and we went to Western Uganda. Now, you know what uh, December is usually like, at least on the roads in Uganda. Many people are are driving up country. So we go for a burial in Ibanda. That's Mm. about six hours. Mm. Now, the protection on that road alone, like I can never take that for granted because we get to, off, uh, to drive for long distances often as pastors having to make trips to different parts of uh, the country. But this time we're going for a burial. But do you know we found like six accidents along the way just on our way too. Mm. And then guess what? On our way back, now I'm driving at about, it was a little over 100 kph. But as, then we are uh, as just a little bit. Like, yes. Yeah. But we are approaching this corner, and guess what? Another guy decides to overtake from the opposite end. Uh-huh. So I have to, and I don't have so much space inside. So I have to just step a little bit to the side to give way for him. And you know, at that point, I'm just so grateful. So one of the things I keep on saying every time I'm on the road is that. The scripture that says to him belongs the escapes from death. I can never, I can never, that, that is a, that is a psalm I continually declare even as, even as I am driving. So, give it to us, give us Psalm 16, verse 28. Oh yes, our God is the God of salvation and to God the Lord, uh, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. Psalm 68, 20. And there are so many in our lives. But you know, sometimes we don't even know that there were troubles that were coming away. Mm. I think it was Apostle Mose who was making mention one time that sometimes you wake up, but you just don't know what you were saved from. Yeah. But by simply going to bed and waking up, you don't know what could have taken you. Mm. You know, my father, when he passed on, he had breakfast another day at work. Okay. It was another normal day. He went down, watched TV. Uh, he used to watch LTV. Then after, no, TBN. After TBN, he went to the bathroom just to have a shower and get his day started. But that was the end. In the shower right there. But to know that I'm still alive. I don't know what took him. I don't know what could have taken me. You don't know what may, may have been fashioned against you. Yeah. But you're still alive. So you and I need to always, always be grateful. Amen. Wow. Great stories, huh? Oh, yes. Great stories of what God has done. He says in the next line, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Crowns you with loving kindness. Every time I read this verse, I think of Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy mercy shall shall follow me all the days of my life. And and we get that from... Can I ask something? Yes. Do you also get to sing 
goodness of my sea shall follow me all the days of my life. Well, I guess, you know. Yeah, so, goodness and mercy following me, you know. Everywhere I, I go, I like to look at them like, Apostle says, two miracles are headed my oh, way today. Yes. You know, I like sometimes like to look at them as two bodyguards, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what a perspective. What wherever you go, you have goodness and, and you mercy. Have mercy. You know, you can always expect good. You can always expect I mean, those are things that God has given to us as believers. Oh yes. And all the days of your life, as in they are sent to follow you wherever you go until you leave the earth. <laughs> goodness and mercy follow you. Mm-hmm. It is not witchcraft that follows you. It's not curses that follow you yeah it's not bad luck like some people think some people actually think they are cast that's what's following them no 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 it's goodness and mercy that every space i step into i can expect goodness you know mm-hmm. i can expect people just to be good to me to be kind to me to treat me well you know favor 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 yeah you know the thing that you have just said just a few seconds back I think gives one a better perspective. You know, if what would be the opposite of goodness and mercy? Mm. What would it be like if it is witchcraft running after you every day of your life? What <laughs> would it be like when it is only hate? Mm. One of um, one of the psalms I've come to love as mm. a result of uh, your wife, Pastor B3, is Psalms uh, five twelve. Yes, Psalm five twelve. Come on. Mercy as a shield. Oh, yes. With favor, you will surround me as with a shield. Mm. So to know that the favor of the Lord is always with me. As a result. Because it's part of the goodness and the mercy. Yes. But now to know that on the opposite end, it could have been witchcraft. Mm. It could have been a sickness. It could have been trouble. Mm. I'd never take something called favor for granted. Because I've seen people who fall out of favor. Mm. Life is hard without favor. But to know that I get to be favored. You know, over the weekend, uh, uh, one of the mechanics testified about having spiritual husbands. And that was the story of her life for I think over 10 years. So sleep was... (laughs) uh, Pastor Mali, you're confusing me. What do you want me to do for you? <laughs> I'm the one confusing you. So I don't know how to break it down. I don't know whether I even need to exp- uh, explain the whole spiritual husband's thing, but it's the kind of thing where you're disturbed spiritually, but on a sexual side of it. So you're, it's as if you're sexually abused spiritually, like in your dreams, something like that. So it used to be a common occurrence. So at one point, she actually never thought that it was something she could do without. Mm, she had been bound for so long. Yeah, she had been bound for so long. Yeah. But then she started serving. She joined church, gave her life to Christ, and then started serving. And that was one of her, t- uh, her testimony for serving the Lord. But to know that, I can't say during that time, goodness and mercy were following her all the days of her life. It was a totally different story that she was having. But here you are. Here I am. And our story is different. Mm. You know, I look at some of the, the guys that we call mad. That you find on the streets. They're walking naked. Mm. They are just moving around. And I'm like, this is a life gone. This is a purpose. I mean, you're just wondering, is there any, any more to this person's life? Mm. But to know that my story is different. I surely see that goodness and mercy. His unfailing love, when you go to the Amplified Version, it says, Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell forever throughout all my days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. In the Passion Translation, this is what it says. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. You know, knowing that goodness and mercy pursue you all the days of your life, that kicks out fear. Yes. Because when you're bound, you're in a constant state of fear. It could be the fear of death. 
It could be the fear of a loss of a job. Yes. It could be the fear of uh, an unfaithful spouse. Yeah. It could be the fear of a marriage coming to an end. It could be the fear of disease. Mm. But when you have goodness and mercy running after you mm. all the days of your life, fear is cast out. Amen. What are you doing to us, Pastor Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, it's a new it's it's just it's just a thing. You know, I was thinking the other day. How often do I actually praise God? Yeah, like how often do I actually praise God? Like, do I wait for Sunday garage when we're singing? Turn your praise on, turn your praise on. And that's when I turn my praise on, you know? And, and then the rest of the week, I'm pretty much just going through life, you know, hustling and making sure I get this done, get the other done, do this, close this deal, go pray, what, do all these other things. How often do I praise God? You know, I was listening to Bishop David Oyedebo and he says, he said something like, I don't remember it verbatim, but he says he actually has praise sessions in his quiet time where he just sings a new song to the Lord and gets up on his feet and starts dancing by himself. Oh, yes. But that's, that's, that's his moment with God. He just starts to praise God when he's alone, sings a new song to the Lord, lifts up his hands, goes down on his knees, just talks about God, how you are so good, how you love me, how you... That is him with his God. Some of us, eh? the Mercy, moment Lord. you get into Mercy, this, please. into your, into your what? Into Mercy, your prayer please. closet, you just start roaring tongues of repentance. <laughs> You know, why me, Lord? Going why me, Lord? You don't take time, you know, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. That's what the, David says. Oh, you yes. know, one thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may well. dwell in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. You know, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. I, I've, I've kind of mixed it up, mm-hmm. and that is um, some. Nine, somewhat ninety-seven, ninety-one. Let me find it quickly. Twenty-seven, twenty-seven. Some twenty-seven. Twenty-seven four. Oh, twenty-seven four. Yes, that's it. One thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. You know. And to inquire in his temple. Verse 5. You know. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. But the line I like is the one in verse 4 where he says. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. You you see. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Go ahead. Should I go first? Ah, Please go first. I imagine you on a date with Pastor Phil. Imagine me. I like it. And you are gazing upon her beauty. And you're saying all these things to her. Mm-hmm. How does that make her feel? It makes her... You know, I understood what it makes her feel when... I stopped doing it. Fire. Because now my wife would uh, at times go like, are you saying all of these things because you're my husband? But I'm like, no, I'm in fine appreciation of you. Yeah. And quite often I will go ahead, maybe send her a text or just walk up to her and sometimes it honestly makes her feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. it makes her feel appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine how much more God feels when you gaze upon his beauty and just celebrate him. It's totally different. But how often do we do that? You know? Not so often. We, 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 just, we just don't. So I was thinking, how often do I actually literally praise God? When I'm in church and the worship team is singing, am I actually praising God? Mm-hmm. Or am I just... You know, <clears throat> when you talk about that, 
there's a need for you to actually be conscious when you're actually praising the Lord. Because even when it comes to your wife, it's never uh, a fact that, you know, uh, you're doing it and you're saying some things that are just so random. It's not making any sense. It's because you're viewing things. Like when I'm talking about my wife's beauty, it's as a result of the things that I have seen and experienced. So one of the things I actually... Because I used to fall prey to that. So I decided to start switching on. Apostle Mose likes to say, switch on. Like Christians come to church and they switch off. But I decided to start switching on my mind. To be conscious. Hey, are you listening? Are you actually listening to this word? Are you actually picking up things to do? Are you actually... Like when you're singing a song, do you actually mean it? Because you're singing praises to God. When you're saying, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you actually consciously saying all of these things? Oh, yes. That's... Ladies and gentlemen on Spirit TV, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great having you. We know that the broadcast has to go on. But thank you so much. God bless you. Remember to be thankful. Yeah. Oh, yes. And so like we were saying, Pastor Steve, we need to be conscious about the things God has done for us. You know, we need to be mindful of the things he has done. We need to literally write it down say it out you know and even give to god with a cautious mind in light of what he has done yeah but let me just wrap this up with verse five it says um who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle, uh, like the eagle. Oh, come on! Yeah, uh huh. What's <laughs> on your heart? <laughs> when when you were saying this, you know, when your life is, when your when your life is generally filled with good things, do you know you look younger? Oh yes. Yeah, well, you know. Ah, you, <laughs> okay. No, like generally, when you when you think about it, when all is going well with you, mm. I mean, the kids are well taken care of. You're eating the food of your choice, not. Yes. The one uh, that the, the yes. bank balance is dictating. You, you, ge- you, you, you generally have a vibe with you. You, you look fresh. You look young. Mm. But then when the times are not going well, when there's lack in your life, you generally look. Yeah. You know, you, you look older. I remember there was a time we were not really having good times. Mm-hmm. But I remember people in worship harvest Mukono used to think that I was older than Apost- uh, Pastor Paul. Mm. Now, I'm his kid, bro. Mm-hmm. But they were like, you're looking older. <laughs> so, um, I, I just thought about it and I'm like, uh, is it because I have grown in wisdom? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or is it as a result of other things? But when I looked... I realized, no, it was the stress of life had got the best of me. Was it the diet? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I can't even put it on the diet. <laughs> it was just tough. But here you are talking about who satisfies your mouth with good things. And could it be because he's satisfying my mouth with his word? And my life now is as a result of the things that I'm declaring as a result of the words that are like in my mouth. Oh, yes. I like so it. So could it be that the word has taken such a place in my life mm-hmm. that now I'm meditating on the word. I'm meditating yeah. on Jesus. Mm. I am full of Jesus. Yes. That as a result of being full of Jesus, my youth is being renewed like the eagles. Come ah, on. Yes, come on now. Have you understood? He satisfies your mouth with good you know, so that your youth is renewed like the egos, yeah? May the word of God never leave your mouth. Continue to speak it. Just declare those things. One of the things I, I like to do is to write down words that apostle gives. Because every time he's teaching, he goes into the prophetic and just prophesies and says many things. And sometimes we forget, you know, to write it down and just begin to speak those things back. The word of God is full of good things, you know, and we just have to speak it out from our mouths, you know, and just see some of those things come to pass. So for me, I'm very excited 
about the attitude of gratitude and living a life of thanksgiving to celebrate the things that God has done for us. Yeah. That's a great thing he has done. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that we ought to be grateful for, like we kicked off at the beginning, is salvation. Yes. And there are many people out there, you've got this very awesome gift that you are given. You know, just think about it. If you ever receive a gift, or if you give someone a gift, how would you feel if they didn't receive it? If you give someone a gift, I mean, it could be a car, it could be a house, it could be a good iPhone 12 Pro, that, uh, 12 Pro Max. You, you know that you know that gift. I know that gift. You know the gift. <laughs> but imagine you are given the greatest gift of all. I call it the gift that keeps on giving. You know when you open a box and there's stuff in it, and then there's another box with more stuff in it. Yes. And that is the gift of Jesus. God gave us his gift his son Jesus and he gave him not only to die on the cross for us but to give us a life an abundant life a life where you can experience everything that we have been looking at today from Psalms 103 God gave his son to die on the cross for you so he would have a relationship with you so he would give you a benefit of a number of things so that your sins would be forgiven so your 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 diseases would be uh, would be healed so that you would be saved from destruction so that out of many people that could, that have died you would live I have a great opportunity for you with regard to the gift the gift Jesus if you've never given your life to Christ if you've never received the gift of Jesus you have a great opportunity today God had to get two gentlemen to be on this broadcast today just so he would express his love to you all of the lights all of the background all of these gadgets here everything had to be put in place just so god would express his love for you and you have the opportunity right now to receive christ as your lord and savior so if you've never received christ as your lord and savior wherever you may be joining us from i would say if you're driving maybe park just park to the side of the road whatever you've been doing stop the movement stop the cooking if you are cooking and repeat these words after me so that you would receive the gift of Jesus. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus today, today, I realize that I need you. I realize that I you need are you. a gift for me from God. You are a gift for me from God. Today I receive you, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. I believe with my heart. I believe with my and heart. And I confess with my mouth. And I confess with my that mouth. you are my Lord. Take my life. Do something significant with it. Do something significant. Turn my story around. Turn my story Heal around. me from all diseases. Heal me. Forgive all me diseases. all my iniquities. Give me of all my iniquities. And give me a life that glorifies you. And give me a life that glorifies from you. From today onwards. From today. I onwards. declare that I am born again that I am born again and right now the thing that has just happened is you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior and do you know what's happening there's a party happening right now here in the studio oh yes and there's an even bigger party that is happening in heaven because you have just made the best decision now this is what you're going to do you're going to call or send a whatsapp message to this number plus two five six seven seven five six four two four four nine i just let them know hey i've just given my life to christ what do i do next yeah. there's a pastor waiting on the other side of that line and they are going to respond to you wow thank you so much ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us for mc life today on july the 20th to 22nd we have the Ooh. mountain Ooh. of the come lord's camp yeah yeah Three days in the Word, three days of partying with the Holy Spirit right mm, here mm, mm, at Worship mm, Harvest mm. Nalia. Come on. We would like you to be part of it. Please don't miss. Yeah. If you can come to Kampala, come to Kampala and be part of the Mountain of the Lord's Camp. It's going oh, to yes. be amazing. Oh, yes. Just tell your neighbor, I'll be there. Thank you 
for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking territory.